welcome back to episode two of Recap. So if you don't know what Recap is, it's basically we're going to take um, some time here just to talk about um, all the messages that have been happening throughout the year. And specifically, we're going to focus on two messages from a We Are One original series called Time. So it's super fun, super um, exciting message. And I know all of us up here have really benefited from it, have taken away a lot, but specifically because... There are six messages in the series. It's a lot. Um, we're going to narrow it down to just the first two, um, which both of them focus on. The first one is lifetime, which is basically eternity. What is eternity? It's a lot. Um, and then also the second message is focusing on years. And so um, basically if you like look at it, all, all the messages are broken down into increments of time. But like I said, we're just focusing on the first two because time in its essence is a lot. Um, so yeah, the first message, Lifetime, is called When the Clock Runs Out, and then the second one, Years, is called The Shine of Time. So we're going to be focusing on those two messages, and I know we've all, like I said, have enjoyed it a lot. Uh, we're just going to like kind of talk about it. So um, I know in the first message, Pastor Dave kind of talked about basically how things change over time. And even like when we were talking about, you know, this message and everything like that, we're like, man, things have changed a lot, if you think about it. Like, Pastor Dave showed an example of, like, how cars have changed, which we don't want to talk about that a lot. Mason's going to talk about that the rest I'll of the time. I'll give you a whole synopsis. Don't whole worry. Synopsis. No, we don't need that. We don't yes. need that. Um, and then he, he talked about um, how restaurants have even changed and things like that. But what are some, like, things that you guys have seen that have changed over time? Yeah. Uh, this is really ironic because, no joke, like, a couple nights ago I was going through – <laughs> my Snapchat archive stories. I literally redownloaded Snapchat for some reason. I haven't used that in years. And I was just looking at my old pictures of myself in middle school and high school. Um, it was horrific. It was awful. It was really, really cringy. I had a pixie cut and braces and huge glasses and for some reason a polo shirt on often, a button up. I don't know why. It was really weird. Um, I'm really grateful for time and puberty and just uh, <laughs> life and growth. <laughs> that was my big one. What about you guys? Anything that you guys have seen? I look, over time? Every time I look back at like my camera roll and like my parents, like how many pictures they took and the videos that they took of me, I always have a massive regret because I was such a wimp as a kid. And I just, I hated being known as a wimp. So as I got older, like you said, thank God for puberty. I'm no longer a wimp. <laughs> what do you mean by wimp? Like Debatable. a string bean? Or yeah, like well, like I'm still skinny. I'm still super skinny. It's more of like something would not go my way or I would lose like in a sport and I would just start crying Aww. immediately. Baby and it was Mason. Just like, That's so funny. Yeah, baby Mason. I literally had the same experience yesterday talking about literally you, actually. Oh. I, was talking, I was talking to his mom about like how old I feel, but at the same time, like, it's kind of weird because we're in the same season now, now that, like, you're in progression age, you're in college, and it's so weird watching you and your brother grow up because your brother's about to graduate. I remember going uh, caroling with him, and he slipped and fell, and your mom was like, don't look, don't look at him. And I tried to look away, but then he just starts bawling. M Mason was the same way, just cried about anything. And then now here we are. We're on the same stage. Look at that. Time heals. Time heals. <laughs> Time heals all slipping on ice. Selena, what was your cringy? Oh, man. Okay, Time here's heals. the thing. I don't know if you guys do this, but I hate getting embarrassed about 
anything, literally anything, like the smallest inconvenience for myself causes me embarrassment. So I try not to think about it, kind of block it out. Um, so at this current moment, I don't have anything in my brain because of that. Um, <laughs> it happens a lot, okay? So I block out a lot. It's like a coping mechanism, you know? So I don't know, but um, <laughs> we're just going to move on. So there's um, some things that I think have, like, changed over time. I even think of, um, like, I know Pastor Dave pulled out, like, a phone out of the clock, the first message, you know? And he pulled out, what is that even called? A landline phone kind of thing? Yeah, yeah it phone. was like the, the little spiral-y. Yeah, yeah, like with wow. the cord and everything. Makes me feel Everyone like always is like, I know what a rotary phone is before I know what a landline's called. But um, <laughs> so there's that. And then I think it's just funny how we all have like this little tiny piece of metal and how it's like evolved and how we can just fit it in our pockets at all times. Mm-hmm. I think that's like really interesting. Um, but one thing I also think is interesting about time is – because things have always, like, evolved over time, we talked about in the first message, like, what is time? After after that message, do you guys even know, like, what time is? Like, how would you explain time? I try not to think about it too much because <laughs> I get really confused and anxious and I get these weird feelings in my tummy. <laughs> it's, like, kind of scary. I mean, obviously, you know, like Pastor Dave even talked about, he had the illustration of, like, the little earth rotating around the sun and the moon rotating around the earth and just there's constant movement and how fast everything's spinning. Uh, that's about all I know. Um, yeah. I would just say time is just a measurement of time, but it's like, <laughs> it's, tr- it's very hard to explain, <laughs> but time is very much so stuff. a measure. It can be a measurement of like, there's different measurements of time, but time in and of itself, I feel like is a me- measurement, not only of a lifetime, um, our life in general, it's like a measurement, but it's also a measurement of like, like when you're going through your day, you measure out your day in time. You're like, I'm going to do this from this time. I'm going to do this at this time. And so I just think it's like more of like a measurement than anything else. Sorry, that just reminded me of when we were going over this, this series, um, we were discussing it in our meetings and um, something that we kind of brought up was how interesting that is that God governs time. And um, Pastor Dave brought this up in the first message, uh, just talking about the fact that not only does he govern time, but he only gave us time as a gift to us, like a measurement, like you're, you're talking about. talks about how he gave us the sun and the moon and the stars so that we could use these signs and wonders to kind of understand um, uh, how to measure time. It, it gives us a, a certain um, comfort. Structure, um, almost. Yeah, yeah. That, that God doesn't need. He doesn't need time. Um, we're the ones that need time. And I thought that was, like, really mind-blowing, just thinking about that concept. And even just the going off of that, it's kind of crazy to think about. And time is kind of hard to even define. And I even remember, like, during uh, When the Clock Runs Out, and he's talking about, what was it, Albert Einstein's, like, theory of yeah. relativity and, like, E equals MC squared and the paradox and just all these different words. It's Time is actually, it's on the surface, it's pretty simple. It's, like, 5 o'clock. But there is so much depth to it, and that's what I think has made this series so just, like, meaty, like, really good because it's, like, there's so much that you can break down. And it hurts my brain a lot, but I like it because he has illustrations and there's just like so many ways that you can spin it. And I think 
Selena especially had <laughs> in gonna my say the okay. star. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to give a disclaimer for everyone that doesn't know this whole context. Of Go watch the series right now first. Watch <laughs> the first message that we're talking about when the clock runs out. But I was sent to space in this message. <laughs> now let me explain a little bit. I'm not going to give everything away. But basically, I have a twin sister, as you guys know. It is not Lynn, contrary to popular belief. Yeah, everybody, everyone always everybody thinks, thinks we're triplets. related. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I have a twin sister, and um, basically in this, it's like this whole twin paradox that they did where they sent a twin to space, and then they kept the other one on Earth. And, it, you know, it's just this whole time. Could not even focus on what was happening in the illustration because – I don't want to give too much away because I don't like want to. You didn't know what it was, I right? I did not know what was happening. I was just told you were going to be a part of the message. And you purposely did not tell her. Yes, and everyone's making me so anxious. And I look, I look so angry on stage because <laughs> I'm standing there just looking at Pastor Dave like, what is about to happen? Because like I mentioned, I hate being embarrassed. You were like, in the meeting. No, she I was know. in the meeting. Yeah, know, we talked about this like the theory. We literally talked. You knew what this was. I knew someone, one of us was going to get sent to space, but I didn't know what that would entail. And they were hyping it up so much that it seemed like I was going to have to be embarrassed in order to pull off this illustration. So when I'm like, I don't want to ruin the illustration, but also I don't want to be embarrassed. And that's all I was thinking about this whole time. It was pretty rough during our check-in because we just kept talking about it the and entire time. And all you had time. to do so was wear a helmet. All I had to do was wear all a helmet. All I had to leave stage, put a helmet on, back on walk back on stage, and give this reaction. Yeah. Yes. And it's like your sister <laughs> had to wear this like ugly old person, spoiler alert, old person mask. Yeah. So you even got like the better end of the yeah, stick. Yeah. So I'm supposed to talk about spoilers, though. I mean, like that's the whole point of this podcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. spoiler: Sierra, <laughs> Sierra wore a mask, an old person mask. She, she looks, she looked great in her 80 years of age. Yeah, but even to like go off that, what's funny is that you talking about how anxious you were going up there, and we take all this time being anxious about something when in the end it's all okay, you know. We take all this time like looking at, um, so say like we have this test going up at. Us are coming up at school, and we're taking all this time being anxious about something. And this doesn't really pertain to lifetime or years, but it's just a little nitpick. But like, we always are feeling all this anxiety about something coming up, and it's just like in the end, like once we give it that God, faith kind of takes over, and it's like really easy to just kind of be like, oh, that's okay. It's kind of like that idea of in the light of eternity when you have an eternity mindset, which is what he was talking about when the clock runs out, is that. When you're always focused on on what eternity holds, the things on this earth really don't matter at all. And so that idea that um, those anxieties, those kind of like fears and failures of your life, they kind of fade away in in the idea that we do have eternity. And that's something that not everybody on this earth can say. What would you say to someone? Because, like, I don't know. I grew up in church, so the thought of eternity did not bring me a lot of peace for a long time because I'd lay in bed at night going, oh my goodness, yeah. it's like, what is eternity? And just the thought of it actually gave me so much existential dread. Like, what am I going to do in heaven one day? Just sit around and like, oh my goodness, it's, there's never going to be an end to it. What would you say to someone that almost like the thought of eternity is a bit more of a scary thing and you don't actually know what to expect and uh, how would they almost like come to grasp the concept of endless time because we live in a timeline right now? That's difficult question but um I think this kind of goes into like the shine of time 
it's not just um, when the clock runs out, but um, the next message that he preached was the shine of time, and it was talking about how uh, King Hezekiah, right? Am I getting yeah, this right? Yeah. Uh, King Hezekiah, um, he was basically told that his, his days were numbered. It was coming up. And the Lord made it so that he would have uh, 15 years added to his life, right? Well, um, he starts out the message talking about, like, uh, Adam and Seth. I believe Noah was 950. But that's, like, nearly 1,000 years. And something that's so comforting to me is that you can't screw up eternity. Like, that was something that... Uh, you know, you lay in bed and you're like, what's eternity going to look like? But I don't have to worry about it because there's no way I'm going to screw it up. What I need to worry about is what I do here on this earth. And something that, like, the Lord's really been teaching me and speaking to me about, uh, especially through this message, was this this nervousness that we get of, okay, when's my time to go? You know, the the numbers are, are, are dwindling. I'm getting less and less time. And you know, I'm turning 30 this year, and I think about all the failures and, and the lack that I have in my life comparatively to other people. And in this age, we have this, like, this race to be the best we can be at age 30. And if you don't have your house, if you don't have this in your bank account, if you don't have a family, if you don't have a significant other, then you're a failure. And this idea of, like, my time is running out and eternity is before me, and that's a scary thing. It doesn't have to be scary because it was actually a blessing that their years were lessened. Think about it. A thousand years to screw it all up. You have a thousand get it all wrong and lose yourself and lose your uh, ability to be in eternity with God. Like, Lord has just really been reminding me lately that it is a gift that today I get to wake up and be faithful, you know, and and if the Lord blesses me with 15 more years or 15 more years after that, then I'm going to wake up every day with a choice to be faithful, but I don't have to do it for a thousand years. I don't have to chase after something that seems nearly impossible for a thousand years. The Lord's given me a gift of less life here on earth and eternity in heaven. I think that makes all the difference. Yeah, I think that's also like kind of bridging the two messages together because in the first message, um, he talked about how our lifetime is set on a timeline and kind of like defined that that dash between like when you're born and when you die. Um, And it really kind of had me thinking like and being convicted because I'm like, Okay, if I picture my entire life on this timeline, all like those individual like markers, like what are those in my life? Like what am I doing that's an actual like milestone or something to celebrate? Um, And it even got me thinking too, like leading up to, I first like accepted Christ like for real when I was 16. And so like for some people that's like later in life, like for when they did, like some people have like just known Jesus their whole life. But for me, like, starting at 16, that's, like, when I fully said yes to Jesus and started, like, pursuing what he wanted for my life. And maybe that's some other people out there, too, where they're like, man, I, like, wasted so much of my timeline already before I got things right, before I got things, like, serious. But then what do you do after those those moments or, like, that one defining moment of I'm going to say yes to Jesus? And, like, it really got me thinking on my on my timeline, what is it that I want to be define definable I guess like because I feel like in high school or even like middle school it's like you prioritize things differently because you don't really see your life the same as like like people who are like maybe older like I'm 23 right now 
How old are you? 19? 19. <laughs> Yeah, you're 23, yeah. yeah. And then, Lynn, like you said, you're almost 30. Actually, 23. Right. 23, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's like we all see time differently than we did when we were 12, you know? Like, Like all I wanted was to get my license and go to school dances. And, like, that was it. I was so excited to do those things. Yeah, and for those people that are, like, this is all, like, the only goals you have, like, that's a fine goal. But, like, what are you going to do that really matters for the kingdom for even like this is like bridging into like what our vision is for the year but it's like worldwide um like what are we going to do that will make an impact for the world and i think this series time has really applied a lot to that because if we are only seeking to like fulfill those markers as this is the only thing i did for my life like what what are you guys like aspiring to do like what is a goal you have that will build the kingdom yeah because I even, I can look back on my high school time with so many regrets. I just wish I did more. I yeah. seriously, I wish I could have been bolder in my faith and um, shared Jesus with people. And just, I was kind of a wallflower. I really, I didn't, I wasn't the person that, like, I did sports or I did this or I was in drama or band. I legit, well, I did band for a little bit. Trumpet, band <laughs> gang. Heck yeah. Let's go. Yes, it was awesome. But I really, I didn't do much. I kind of coasted through high school and I just knowing what I know now um, and just wishing (laughs) that I could have shared Jesus with more people and a lot of times I just didn't know how I didn't have the practical know-how to do that and just looking back on it and I wish I could have just take a time machine and tell my 17 18 year old self just just practical things like just seriously sitting with other people at a lunch table instead of going and eating lunch in my car I did that, like, so often. Yeah. Or um, taking a second and thanking my teacher. I literally would – I never had any personal conversations with my teachers. Like, they, they're real people, too. <laughs> I, I, like, yeah. could go up to them and just, like, hey, what's up? Thank you so much. How's your day going? And, like, I knew – I heard certain times that my teachers were going through this or that or hard times. Like, I remember a teacher, like, lost her dad. And I didn't – like, oh, my goodness, that was such a tee-up to go up and just, like, see, like, can I pray for you? How are you doing? Like – When's the funeral? Like, could I come? Just things that they honestly, those seem hard to do. Even now, they're so nerve-wracking. But um, we don't have a lot of time left. And if any, if this series has done anything, yeah. it has uh, almost, like, heightened that need and that knowledge to understand that we don't have a lot of time left and people need to know Jesus. Yeah, if I could even speak to any, like, high schooler, like, especially, like, freshmen and sophomores right now that are listening to this, um, take those years, those malleable, malleable years, and put them to use. Um, there's a lot of people that are in high school that they, all they focus on is like sports. All they focus on is like um, friends. And e- I think building friendships is a good thing. But if they're the right, if they're the wrong friendships, then those are just gonna like even after high school. How many friends for the people that are watching this in college? How many friends do you still have that are the same? from high school it's like you really don't keep those um people unless you're really lucky you made the right friends um so i would just speak to any freshmen or sophomores just saying like don't be the don't be the one that looks back um like me i can say i can look back and say yeah i did start i started working a job and it kind of it kind of propelled me and i can say that i'm glad that i really focused on that job because that propelled me to what i'm doing today um, and so for the ones that are just focusing on only on sports, only on video games, just like keeping it really shallow, have that visionary mindset to look forward and be like, 
after high school, I want to be at this spot and I want to do everything that it takes to get to this spot. And the only way I can get to that spot is by reading my Bible to really pray, to even like evangelize, like you were saying, to go out to other people and talk about just the way that God has um, changed your life. Because the best way to talk to other people, as we all know, is through your own testimony to be like, this is what God's done in my life. And if you're truly living out the way God has called us to, then people will be able to see that and people will definitely want that. So I definitely would say that just for any um, freshmen or sophomores in high school. I would even say that could speak to like anyone, not just freshmen and sophomores, but like especially when you are in those defining years um, and you're like taking those those moments and you're like, what do I want my life to be defined by? I think it's really important too that we're not living life to glorify ourselves and what we want, but also what God wants. Obviously, that's like the main reason. If you think about why are humans on earth, it's like we want to glorify God in everything we do and invite other people to do those same things. And if that's like your mission statement for your life, everything else should follow that. And if it's like you're only focusing on how you look even or how like even in the shine of time, like Pastor Dave was talking about this billionaire that's like trying to extend his life by like taking like a hundred plus supplements a, a day. And like he eats his last meal at like 11 a.m. and like does all these like crazy things just to like try to survive, just to say that he survived that long. Like what is the point? And I think that's also really convicting for me because I'm like, what am I living my life for? Like I wake up, I'm like very much like a routine person too. So I'm like, I do this every single day, I do this every single day, and like everything just follows me. Like, what am I doing that one is going to define that timeline for the kingdom, but also um, like glorify God and like live for God. Um, And one of those things also that I think is like maybe a practical that could help people out is um, I know it's like silly and not everyone likes doing it, but like journaling, um, just like reflecting on your day, because um, I'm also a very forgetful person. And so if I don't write something down, I like literally I will not remember it at all. Like you could you could tell me some people tell me more about my life than I remember. And I'm like, okay. have you seen that there's like the new app on the iPhone? That came yeah. out where it's a journaling. What? I literally just updated my phone, so I just I started that. using it, but I realized that I just don't like taking the time. Right. Time. I'm a tech uh. nerd. I'm a tech nerd, so I don't like the UI of it, so right. I just kind of oh. ignored it. I didn't even know it was a thing, so yeah. I'm going to update my phone tonight. Yeah, yeah, well, maybe you can use that <laughs> app or whatever. Maybe you're a physical, like, want to write it down. But um, even, like, writing out a physical timeline, like, just seeing it on paper. I'm also a visual learner, so maybe that can help some people out. But, like, writing down this is a milestone that I had for the kingdom today. And if maybe there's not something that you could write down that day, maybe obviously don't feel bad about it, but also let that be a conviction also that you're like, I'm going to do better tomorrow. And it's not like to live under the, the sense of striving, but also it's like accountability for yourself to be like, am I really living for God and keeping that vision in front of you? Yeah, and even that reminds me a lot actually of something that I think, even Sid had talked to a lot of us darlings years ago to do, and I've actually kept it up. I have a vision note on my phone. It's a little bit more long-term, so I think that applies a lot to like a life, uh, the lifetime when the clock runs out because I would have a year and a couple dots on just what I want to see myself grow in, and I just have it. It's called myself in five years, or I, I think it was just called my, my timeline, I actually think is what I labeled it on my phone. And by 2024, I want to have this new skill learned or I want to get this habit down. And then it was even like, I want to see myself in this position or in this place or doing these things. 
Um, I even had a dumb one like, I want my hair to grow because, again, pixie cut. That worked. We that all is had that moment. We all had that moment. That really is proof good. that that timeline on your app works because now I do not have a pixie cut anymore. Amen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, it's also like like you said, like even with that like vision note, it's making sure that your time is productive, like in consistently doing something. There's obviously a time for rest um, and a time to be able to relax, um, but that's after you have put the work in. And so even like it's convicting for me as someone who can struggle with that sometimes where it's like I'm I'm a natural procrastinator. I think most people are in some sense <laughs> natural procrastinators. Uh, so I think that if we don't take the time to sit there, even like if we're going to look at it through a year standpoint, I think everyone has like at specifically here, everyone has like their word for the year. And my, mine personally is discipline. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at this entire year. And when you were saying like taking those uh, spots and those markers in your life, um, I, I like to look at it through years. So it's like last year, mine was don't hesitate. So I really tried all of last year not to hesitate when God told me to do something, not to hesitate um, when I felt something stirring in my spirit from the Lord. Um, but I feel like it's easy for us to kind of just lose that throughout the year. And it's kind of easy to lose that um, that drive and momentum to kind of fulfill what God's called us to and to fulfill what God's telling us to do. So I think even with those markers, like look at your life with markers where it's like this. Obviously, you can shrink it down to smaller increments. Um, but I like to look at it where it's like, this is the year where I truly focused on discipline. These things happen in those year, in that year because of that fact. How do you keep that in front of people? How would you say practically you keep your vision for the year or even like so, your, your life model? Well, super practically. In front. I will show how practical and easy it is. Okay. I don't know if the camera can zoom in on this. Probably. So... Discipline. It says discipline on my phone every single morning. And every time I look at that, I remind myself, all right, I'm going to be disciplined. So it's a super easy way. And tell your friends about it because if you don't, then they can keep you accountable. And if you have true friends, they'll keep you accountable the whole time. Selena embroidered onto a shirt for me my vision (laughs) statement from a couple years ago. I did do that. It was cute. See, I forgot that happened. Yeah, that's why I didn't write it down. No, I, I'm glad you guys brought that up because um, I think keeping, like, obviously, the Bible says write the vision down, make a plan so that people can run with it. And I think, obviously, for yourself, if you're trying to lead yourself and you don't keep your vision in front of you, it's like, bro, you're going to forget it. Um, and I also do the same thing, but I do it on my laptop because I just go on that every single day, open up my laptop, get ready to work, and I just see my word words for the year. Mine is keep dreaming. Because, like I mentioned, I get stuck in these routines or whatever, but, like, time has, the serious time has, like, opened my eyes to be, like, no, God wants you to do more with your life than just get stuck in ruts and routines and everything, and he wants you to step out of that and keep dreaming, and so that is a little backstory behind my, like, word for the year, but I think also in the shine of time, um, I think we can, like, kind of wrap on this point, but um, we kind of talk about, like, how you know, we're limited to, like, these 70 to 80 years, and we really only have that long. We're not even promised that. That's just, like, kind of a, a, a limit or, like, a parameter that I think God gives us, and um, I think it's almost like a practical way of, like, 
when you wake up every single day to fulfill this vision you have for this year? Like, how are you going to implement that? How are you going to um, kind of, like, be specific with your goal for the day so that way you can kind of, like, um, add up these increments of time to, like, equal out your year and your vision for the year? Um, and I think if we have any closing thoughts on just um, the the blanket statement of, oh, I want to live for God. Like, what? how do you practically live for God besides just saying, oh, I'm a Christian? Yeah, I think uh, one thing you said where we don't know the, how many years we have, um, I think it's easy to live um, where it's like even looking at me, I'm only 19. So I look at my life and I'm like, I haven't even really lived like a quarter of my life yet. Um, so I can easily look at that and be like, well, I have all this time left. I can kind of push that back. Um, but I feel like God has called, as Christians, all of us to a higher purpose, and that's to reach people for God. And it's one point one. It's really easy to, or it, we need to be the people that live like tomorrow is our last day. And I feel like it's really easy to not live like that because we, it's, it's once it becomes routine to wake up every morning, it's really easy to be like, I'll wake up tomorrow morning, but we are not promised that, like you said. Um, but I think, like I said, when, it's, when we're talking about how we're called to reach people for Jesus, we also need to live like tomorrow is other people's last day. So it's like if I'm walking through Kroger and I see this person and I feel a stirring in my spirit to be to go talk to them or to even just give them a little encouragement that day, if I don't take that chance and if I don't act on that in that moment, what if that was their last opportunity? And what if I was the only way that they were going to see Jesus? That's convicting, I feel like. And I feel like, like you said, to live out what God has called us to do in time, in our years, in our lifetime, it's to live like it's other people's last day so that we can build the kingdom in general. We can build build the church. So, I think that's good. Do you guys have any other practicals on that? That's I'm just stewing on that a little bit because that just is convicting me right there. Um, I'm a doer. I'm a go, go, go person. Uh, and it's really easy for me to get really selfish. And when I'm at a grocery store, I'm thinking about what I need to buy and how expensive eggs are. And just everything else except for the things that really matter and the reasons why we were put on this earth. Say that again. Say the phrase specifically you said one more time just so <laughs> the people in the so <laughs> viewing this can hear that again. Not only live like today is your last day, but we all need to live like it's other people's last day as well. I think that's a good note to end on. I don't know yeah. if, Macy, you want to like kind of pray over everyone yeah, listening. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you, God, for giving us this awesome opportunity, Jesus, just to have this conversation, Jesus, to just reflect and think about how we can apply um, these awesome messages that Pastor Dave has been preaching to our life. God, I pray, Jesus, that you just give us your burdens, God, so that we see people um, as hurting people, Jesus, and not just as objects that we move around in our entire throughout our life, Lord, Jesus, but that every year we have a goal, Jesus, that we can just reach a certain amount of people, Jesus, or just be able to act upon your spirit a certain amount of times, God, that we would live throughout our lifetime, Lord, with a purpose, Jesus, with just a strength and a mindset, Lord, to live like we will never see that person again, Jesus. But if we do talk to them, Jesus, then we'll see them again in heaven, Lord. Jesus, we pray this in your name. Amen.